I was sitting in my office thumbing through my address book. Hadn't been through the book since making my trip to the States, and there were some names to cross out. The ones who'd got married in my absence. Leela Mason. What a shame. Sally Marshall. Ah, now there was a dame. Larry Kent, Private Investigations. Oh, Mr. Kent, my name is June Harper. I'm calling on behalf of my aunt, Mrs. Anna Harper. Yeah, Miss Harper. Well, my aunt would like to see you on a business matter. A private investigation? Yes. Well, tell her to come along to my office. She can't do that. She's very ill and she's in bed. Oh. Well, in that case, what's the address? Number 26, Crescent Drive, Vaucluse. Right. I'll be there as soon as my car can take me. Thank you, Mr. Kent. I was at the house in 20 minutes. It was a big two-storied affair with a triple garage built in. <laughs> it spelled dough. But then, of course, the name Harper spelled dough, too. Mrs. Anna Harper, a widow, was well-known in Sydney society. Her husband had left her a couple of department stores and, uh, of course, a nice bank account. I'm Larry Kent. I'm June Harper. Please come in, Mr. Kent. Well, thank you. I followed her across half an acre of Persian rug, then up a flight of marble stairs, down a hall. Yes? It's June, Auntie. I have Mr. Kent with me. Come in. You can leave us alone, June. Yes, Auntie. I'm very glad to meet you, Mrs. Harper. Sit down. Thank you. Hmm. You look tough enough. Tough enough? For what? For the job I have in mind. But then, if you're lucky, you may not have to be tough. Exactly what is it you want done, Mrs. Harper? Have you ever heard of the Marker Diamond? Oh, everybody's heard of that. Hey, wait a minute. You're the owner of that diamond. I was, till yesterday. It was lifted? Yes. Taken from the safe downstairs, together with some cash. Hmm. How many people know the combination of the safe? I know what you're thinking, but I won't have it. I don't believe in loyalty you can cut in half the minute something happens. I believe in blind loyalty until proved otherwise. Then as far as you're concerned, it's an outside job? Yes. My niece, June, my nephew, Robert, and the servants must not be investigated. I see. Now, well, you're the boss. But let's get one thing straight, Mrs. Harper. If there are strings tied, I can't give any kind of guarantee. Fair enough. Now, this diamond. There's a photo of it on the table. Mm -hmm. Also, some information on it. The platinum setting, number of carats, and so on. Uh-huh. I want you to get it for me. I don't care how. I'll go as high as 15,000 pounds. How much is it worth? 50,000. It's insured with Mayflower for that 50. Uh-huh. You understand, of course, that I may have to deal with the thief himself, or the fence he sold it to. I am not concerned about that. I want the diamond. With the photo and the information is a cheque for 150 pounds. All right? Fine. Good. I'll expect a report as soon as you know something. Good day, Mr. Kent. Goodbye, Mrs. Harper. Mr. Kent? Yeah? 
I know, of course, why you saw my aunt. If there's anything I can do to help... If there is, I'll get in touch with you. Please do. I left the place. Next move, a dirty little tenement at Paddington. Well, are you, Kent? Hello, Fingers. Oh, come on in. Come right in. Oh, it's real beautiful to see you. Uh, sit down. Uh, no, no, not on that chair. One of the legs is a bit weak. Uh, well, uh, what can I do for you? Here's a picture of a diamond, Fingers. The marker diamond. Hmm. Oh, crap's a nice bit of rock, that. Lifted, I suppose, eh? Yeah. I want you to go to every fence in the city. I want you to put your ear on the ground and keep it there. Yeah. Well, go on. Uh, what's all the drill? Well, it's a deal, Fingers. No questions asked. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the folds and stuff? 10,000. Yeah. Well, that's very nice, isn't it? Eh? Uh, how much uh, like do you get? Well, uh, like that's my business. Uh, in other words, uh, I can go higher, eh? You start the deal and I'll finish it. Okay, Ken, okay. Uh, <laughs> how much like uh, for me trouble? Uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, a specialised sort of business and... The uh, same as usual, five a day. Oh, Christ, but with income tax like... You never it. paid income tax in your life. Oh. The way you treat me, can't honest. Okay, you get fifty. Fifty? Well, now, now, look here. Let's say I'm about to get moving. Check back twice a day. Three days passed. Each check was the same. Uh, there's, uh, there's like nothing doing yet, Kent. But I'm, uh, I'm staying right on it. Uh, you know me. Then. On the morning of the fourth day. Good morning. She did a nice, slow, dignified dance to my desk. She had a cold but pretty face that led to very interesting avenues of exploration. A business suit was severely cut, but the tailor didn't have a chance with those curves. Looking at her was like following a road map. Pacific Highway near the Hawkesbury, for instance. Not one straight line. My name is Marcia Spence. I represent the Mayflower Insurance Company. Well, I'm happy to know you. Won't you uh, sit down? I won't be here that long. Oh. What's on your mind? The marker diamond? Precisely. Oh, precisely. Aren't we all business? What's up? Investigators from the company have heard your name mentioned. Also, there's an unsavory character named Fingers. Oh, so the Mayflower uh, investigators are working underground, too. As you know, Mr. Kennedy... Yeah, even dignified companies like Mayflower sometimes have to stoop over a little. But uh, what's that got to do with uh, you and me? It has nothing to do with us personally. Then, uh... I'm here to... well, to make you an offer. Yeah. One thousand pounds if you're instrumental in returning the marker diamond to Mrs. Harper, or if you can prove Mrs. Harper has no legal claim. Mayflower suspects dirty work. I offer no explanation. I merely mention one thousand pounds. Are you interested? Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe we could discuss it over a few drinks, sir. Huh? I would much rather remain impersonal. Don't you ever have any fun? 
Yes. I'm often amused by the antics of wolves. Oh. Good morning, Mr. Kent. Hmm. That was telling me off. She did her dignified dance to the door, turned around for a final look, got... And... <laughs> I like icebergs. It's so rewarding uh, when they melt. Another day, another visitor. <clears throat> A tall guy, well-dressed, good-looking in an aristocratic sort of way. I'm Robert Harper. Mrs. Harper's nephew. That's correct, Mr. Kent. How are you and June related? We're cousins. Mm -hmm. What can I do for you? Uh, Artie told me about the uh, deal that she made with you. Yeah. Well, to come straight to the point, I realize that 15,000 pounds may not be enough for you to make a suitable uh, arrangement. So I place an additional 7,000 pounds at your disposal. You're giving me 22,000 to play with. That's right. Why? Well, the thief or the uh, receiver of the diamond may not be willing to let it go for less than 20,000 or so. What do you get out of it? My aunt's happiness. Oh, yeah? You don't believe me, do you? No. Well, the truth is, Mr. Kent, I'm very fond of my aunt. She's been good to me. And that diamond means a lot to her. It's been passed down through the family and all that. She may not have long to live, Mr. Kent. I'd like to see her get the diamond back before she dies. You want me to mention the 7,000 to her? No. Not even if I buy the diamond from a fence? Not even then. In fact, I offer the 7,000 on the condition that you don't tell my aunt. <laughs> and I'm not being as generous as I may seem. The 7,000 was hers in the first place, anyhow. Okay. Now, look, uh, sorry if I uh, had to ask some leading questions. Oh, that's all right. You can contact me at Hardy's house or at the sportsman's club if and when you need the 7,000. He went. Still another day passed. On this day, there was no check from Fingers. I went to his tenement. Wasn't there. His landlady had seen him leave early that morning. I got to my apartment at about nine that night. Don't try anything silly. What? I've been sitting here in the dark for quite some time. Well, with a gun for company. My locked door didn't give you much trouble, did it? No. I opened it with a special key, then I locked it from the inside. Clever. Is this a stick-up? Oh, no, nothing like that. As long as we're uh, being so chummy, uh, what's your name? I'll tell you what. You can call me Paula. Paula didn't look very much like a stick-up artist. She had big green eyes, an innocent face, and a terrific profile right down to the carpet. Put a dame like Paula on a desert island and then watch all the shipwrecks. Wondering why I'm here? Yeah, uh, and at the same time wishing it was a uh, sociable visit. But I didn't come here to be nasty. Well, then why the uh, gun? At this stage of the game, it's a necessary prop. You see, I'm here to make an appointment for you. With who? A man who had the marker diamond. <laughs> you wouldn't kid me, would you? A smart private detective like you. Okay, Paula. When, where, and how? Tonight at 12, behind the library in the domain. A man will be there with a diamond. All he wants from you is 20,000 pounds. That's a lot of dough. Get it and you get the diamond. That's all. Mary. Good night. She backed her way out. 
I didn't try to stop her, but I went down the fire escape and along the alley. I saw her get into a cab. I took the license number just in case. After that, I had a lot of work to do. I saw Mrs. Harper, got the 15000 went to the sportsman's club and got 7000 from Robert Harper. Then, just before 12, I headed for the domain. Went behind the library, waited, saw no one, and then... <laughs> a stab of flame from a silenced gun and a burning pain in my side. I went down with a slight burn in my side. Lying on my stomach, I hauled out the 38, looked into the darkness. There were a few trees that threw giant shadows. Something moved in the shadows. I rolled. A slug from the silence gun kicked gravel into my face. I pressed the trigger and kept pressing. One of the slugs had hit. I got to my feet and ran towards the guy. When I got close, I saw that he was on his knees. He lifted his gun, but... And that was that. Except for the cops who came running from all directions. An hour later, I was at police headquarters with Inspector Daniels. The police doctor had already strapped my side. The slug had bounced off a rib. It was painful, but not dangerous. Daniels was in his usual mood. So this is why I was hauled out of bed. Sorry. What's it all about? I got a phone call to see a guy about a case. I was supposed to meet him near the library. At midnight? The customer is always right, Inspector. Exactly who were you supposed to see? He didn't give his name. Who was the guy, anyhow? A thug who's wanted for murder in Victoria. Now that I've answered your question, how about telling me the truth? I've already told you the truth, Inspector. Do you expect me to believe that cock and bull story? Look, you're up to your ears in something. I know for a fact that you're trying to buy the Marker Diamond. My figs, fizz gigs have heard of it. Okay, so I'm trying to buy it. It's not the first time it's been done. Does this little party tonight tie into it? If it does, I don't see where. If you're lying, Kent... Lying? Me? Why, Inspector? One of these days, Kent... Get out of my sight. I did. I went home. I wanted to be nice and fresh in the morning so I could be at my best when I found a certain redhead. I hit the hay, got up at eight. The morning paper had been pushed beneath the door. On page three, I discovered why Fingers hadn't got in touch with me. He was at Mercy Hospital. Fingers lay back on the bed, looking like a mummy. Oh, oh, Kent... Oh, Kent. What happened? Well, I... I like... I, I, I did what you told me. I, I, I kept me here to the ground. Yeah? I, I saw every fence in town. Honest, I did. Everybody who could have been in on the deal. Then, uh... Then yesterday, I, like, I'm, I'm walking along Rose Lane. You know, where uh, Rose Lane up in town. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, yeah, Go well, on. Then, 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 bang, something hits me and, and keeps on hitting me. And the next thing I, I know, I'm here. Did you find out anything at all? Nothing, honest, Kent. Not a, not a, not a thing. Oh, leave me in peace. Oh, if I don't die, it won't be because I don't want to. Oh, me head, me arms, me legs. Oh, cripes. 
I left fingers, told the matron to send the bill to me, and then I went to the Triangle Cab Company. The night before, the redhead had used one of the Triangle Cabs. I saw the dispatcher, showed him my license, gave him the number of the cab. He didn't want to play ball till he saw the color of a five-pound note. And then? Oh, I see, Sammy. Fat like down the garage. I went to the garage. A fat guy was sitting on the garage floor, his back against the wall. He was rolling a cigarette. Your name, Sammy? Who wants to know? The name's Larry Kent. A private eye? Yeah. You can do something for me, Sammy. Look, anybody can say they're Larry Kent, you know. I could say I'm General MacArthur. Yeah, you could if you wanted to. Here. My wallet. Have a look at the license. Uh-huh. Seems okay. Nice wallet. Yeah, made out of Texas cowhide. Real thick, ain't it? Mm-hmm. But uh, if I take a fiver out like this, it uh, gets a little thinner. Yeah. Not much thinner, though. You picked up a redhead last night, Sammy. Did I? I saw you. It was on Morgan Street. Was it? Can't prove it by me. Uh, Sammy, you, uh... You keep a log on all passengers, don't you? Yeah. Well, then you can tell me where you took the redhead, can't you? Well, sometimes a bloke gets, uh, forgetful, sort of misplaces his logbook. You got a match? Eh? Oh, yeah. Here. Ah. It's a nice lighter you got. Hmm. Expensive. Yeah, uh, Sammy, about this redhead. Yeah. Where did you take her? You know, it's a funny thing. My memory's not so good lately. Oh, I get it. Well, sometimes the uh, color blue is good for the memory. Yeah, sometimes. When there's enough of it. Now, look. Two fivers is as high as I'll go. Hmm. Looks much better now. Well, here you are. Uh, now, that memory of yours, let's get it moving, shall we? All right. That's a uh, funny thing, but suddenly it's all as plain as it can be. This redhead, pretty piece in a green dress. Yeah. Took her to a hotel, the Fairmont on Bellows Street, you know? Yeah, thanks. Uh-huh. I went outside, got into my car, drove to Bellows Street. The Fairmont wasn't a good hotel, and it wasn't a bad one, just a place to hang your hat. I had a talk with a clerk, made up a story, found out the redhead's name really was Paula, and got a room number. Uh, Hi. Uh, you can't uh, close the door on me, kid. I used to sell vacuum cleaners. There we are. Uh, I'll just lock this. Put the key in my pocket. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what I should do, Paula. I should slap the heck out of you. You're not big enough. That's the way I like them. Good and tough. Makes it easier when you don't want to hit a woman. Stay away from me. What's on the table behind you that you don't want me to see, Paula? Stay away. Move. Uh, 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 well, a photograph. Photograph of Robert Harper. Look what he's written. My darling Paula, all my love, Bob. How nice. Get away from that drawer. Okay. Oh, my hand. No, 
Now, take it out nice and slow, honey, and make sure there's no gun in it. That's right. I didn't push quite hard enough for that. Ah, so it's you and Robert Harper, huh? Does his aunt know? So it won't matter who knows. Ah, love, it's wonderful. It's too bad. I've got to break it up. You've got nothing at all on us. There's the guy who tried to kill me. Just a paid killer. You can't prove Robert Harden. Why didn't you let me have it when you had the chance? I should have. Killing's not in my line. No, nor in your boyfriend's either. You don't get blood on your hands. You let others do it for you like fingers. That's right. He was bashed by the same fellow who tried to do you in. But you can't prove it. Maybe not to the cops, but I can break up your little game. How? By finding that diamond. Well, you won't find it here. I didn't. There was only one other place it could be. So I made a phone call, arranged for a guy to help keep Paula occupied for a few hours. Then I went to the Wadsworth building. A skeleton key let me into Robert Harper's apartment. After a search, I found a small wall safe. Another phone call to a safe cracker friend. And he opened the safe. And I had it. The Marker Diamond. Mr. Kent. Hello, June. Well, what happened last night? We read in the newspaper. I'll explain in a minute. First, do you have any idea where your cousin Robert is? Why, yes. He's upstairs with Auntie. Fine. That saves me a lot of trouble. Look. A diamond. Yeah. Let's go up. Oh, Mr. Kent. Why, this is a surprise. You haven't seen anything yet. Hello, Mrs. Harper. I hope you have some good news for me, Mr. Kent. Oh, I have, I have. Plus your 15,000 and your seven, Robert. But last night, you, you said you'd be able to get the diamond. Yes, we've been trying to get in touch with you. And why did you give Robert that money? It seems to me there's a lot of explaining to do, Mr. Kent. That's right, from me and Robert. What do you mean by that? Sit down and relax. <laughs> You can't push me around like that. You get up again and you'll make me prove how wrong you are, Robert. What's the meaning of this, Mr. Kent? I'll give it to you fast. Robert here evidently needs money. That's a lie. It's true, Auntie. He's been gambling. I didn't want to mention this, but the other day I heard him speak to a gambler over the phone. It seems that Robert owes him a great deal of money. Preposterous. Give me your version of what happened, Mr. Kent. Sure. Robert lifted the diamond, and then to throw suspicion away from himself, he came to me with an offer to add 7000 to the money you gave me, Mrs. Harper. I just wanted to make sure that you got the diamond back, Auntie. We'll see. Keep talking, Mr. Kent. The diamond itself wasn't enough for Robert. He wanted your 15000 too, so through a girlfriend, he made a phony date for me to buy the diamond. But his killer didn't get me. Lies! All lies! He called this a lie? The diamond... Where did you get it? In his wall safe. I'll take that and the money. Well, it seems I made a mistake. I didn't figure you'd be carrying a gun. The diamond, Auntie, and the money. No, Robert. You'll have to shoot me to get it, and I don't think you've got the nerve. Give it to me, or by heaven, I will shoot you. You know I feel exactly the same. I'll take the gun, Robert. Don't come any closer. <clears throat> I grabbed his wrist, twisted. <coughs> and now... <coughs> Nicely done, Mr. Kent. June, get the police on the phone.
bonus from Mrs. Harper, a warm smile that had a lot of promise in it from June, a lot of words with the cops, and then hours later, a trip to the office of Marcia Spence in the Mayflower Insurance Company. You needn't have come in person, Mr. Kent. We've received word from Mrs. Harper that the diamond's been returned. Oh, there's a little question of, uh, payment. A check is being made out to you. Well, I was thinking about a different kind of payment, uh, something in the nature of a bonus. Uh, please stay on the other side of my desk. You know, I've got a theory about you, Marcia. Mr. Kent. I think there's only uh, a very thin coating of ice. Mr. Kent, don't... That's right. Stand up and make it easier. You see, I'm going to try to break the ice. Get your hands off. There. Well, what's your answer to that? Well, I guess the ice is a little thicker than I thought. So long. Uh, you give up easily, don't you? Did I hear you correctly? Uh-huh. Come here. <laughs> That wasn't rain you saw on the road the other day. <laughs> An iceberg melted on George Street. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>